Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David, and we are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with the one and only J.D. Rogers. What up? And of course, Mrs. Laura Eldridge. How are we doing, guys? Good. Good. <laughs> JD's looking at me like, where's the hay, y'all? Uh-huh. Is, it, is this dropping after Easter? Mm-hmm. So March Madness will be done. Yep. And did you guys get like obliterated in your brackets? I stayed middle of the road. Uh, oh, no, you did not, JD, though. How do you know? I, I see the list. We have an all-staff March Madness bracket that's not optional. You have to participate. What place are you in? Uh, I'm not doing great either, but I've uh, seen your numbers. I'm at 129th. Really? Oh, yeah. Surprise. David's me. assistant, the sweetest, most precious human that ever existed, has been rolling at the bottom. And if she loses, she has a big consequence in front of 250 people. I know that she's not sleeping right now. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. confident she is sick to her son. But that is not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? Yes, we are talking about is being overweight a sin? Whoa. Yes. Oh, man. Tell wow. Us, Already, people either turned this off or turned it up. That is <laughs> <laughs> probably so true. Wow. Did you come up with that on the spot? Just now. It just came out of my mouth. Throwing us to the vultures. Yeah. Yes. And I think here's what I want to say. Like, there are so many things that we talk about on here that, I mean, they step on my toes. I think it it can be uncomfortable to discuss. And just because something is hard to talk about or could offend someone or um, can be taken out of context or held against us doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. And what we're committed to do here is like take people to a biblical response of question, any question. Like anyone should be able to ask freely a question to us and, and we should be able to give them a biblical response, not off of what we think, not off of what culture thinks, but what of what God thinks about it. Yeah. And I think that God's word has something to say, not per se about being overweight or what what would even say being fat or looking a certain way, being skinny, being fit, having a six pack. You know, there's some people that just, I mean, I know me, I got a little muffin, you know, it's like a nice little guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> and like, confession time. Yeah. And, and it's like, we all are in different shapes and sizes. So because of that, like, I think culture, honestly, is what paints one bad and one good, one beautiful and one not. And, or even now there's something in culture where um, it's the idea of like praising and celebrating people no matter what they, what's it called, Laura? Body positivity. Body positivity. Like speak nice things of your body and nice things to yourself, which is good. Good. Yeah. Um, there's some some positive thing in that. Yeah. And so we want to hand we want to handle this conversation delicately, but like David, first just speak to what's true of every person made in the image of God, despite color, size. Um, and what we want to just start off by saying is true of every person before we talk about specifically the, uh, the topic of body image. Body image, yeah. So every person, like you said, is made in the image of God, no matter their weight, no matter how thin or muscular or body type or tall or small, their value because they're made in the image of God never changes. As it relates to the topic of, of um, someone's body, as Christians, we really don't, are not called to care in terms of uh, how aesthetically pleasing I am on the outside, especially to the world around us. But I am called to steward my body, knowing that as 1 Corinthians 6 says, 
it's on loan. My body's not my own. It was bought with a price. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, that he beats his body and he makes it his slave. And everything that he does, he fights in such a way. In 1 Timothy, he says, I run the race in such a way to win the prize. And so I discipline myself and I make my body my slave in order that I may best honor God. So it really comes down to a stewardship issue. And I think we can get lost. There's some nuances that can make it a really delicate issue because there's people like you said, who are, they're not overweight, but they have an eating disorder and they're bulimic or they're anorexic and they're not honoring their body and caring for it. And there's an idol, maybe not of food, but of, of looking a certain way and, and presenting themselves in a certain fashion. That's just as much an idol as someone who may have an idol of gluttony or is turning in the midst of stress. And that's how they cope with hard times is they turn, you know, to, to Bluebell or they turn to something, turn to alcohol, anything that I'm turning to, to cope with my certain, with anxiety, to cope with depression, to cope with anything that is becoming an idol or anything that I'm turning to, to cope with, that's not God. It's not only not effective, it reveals that there's something that is in the way. When God and the commandment said, you shall have no other gods before me, we really don't think about that one a lot because we're like, man, we live in a, um, we rarely meet people who worship Molech or like these foreign gods that existed at the time that was written. But one of the ways that that is present in our society or in life is people have other gods like the approval of man, uh, a certain amount of money that they have to make, uh, a fear over whether or not they're ever going to be married. There's different things that can reveal idols in our life. So I would say this falls into that category of the same one, and there's dangers on both sides. And the biggest picture answer is we're called to steward our body. And if you're someone who is grossly overweight and there isn't extenuating circumstances that can impact that, and we come back to that, then you need to evaluate, man, am I honoring God with the decisions that I make and the way that I eat and how am I caring for and stewarding my body? On the flip side, if you're someone who's obsessed and you're spending eight hours a day and you're more concerned about what you look like on the outside than who you are on the inside, you also need to evaluate, is there an idol in my life? Like it can happen on both sides of the coin. But I think that there's, like I'll tell a story, my dog, um, Judah, he's on the struggle bus right now, but he, um, because he's sick, but he, um, when he was younger, he had a thyroid problem and we didn't know it. And so he like blew up like a, he looked like a pot belly pig. He's already enormous. And he was 130 pounds. He blew up to like 140 something pounds because he had a thyroid issue that we didn't know. And so we went to the doctor and we're like, man, we had a dog. Now it's a pot belly pig. What's going on? And she took his blood stuff and they measured and he had a thyroid medic. He had a thyroid problem that if he didn't take medication, his, his, um, insulin or something would happen to his body and it just, it would balloon up. That same thing happens with people all the time. I'm in community with someone who has a thyroid issue where they have to take thyroid medication for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And so they're extenuating circumstances and it really is a heart issue. And it comes down to how am I stewarding my body for the glory of God and the decisions that I make, am I exercising? And it's kind of weird right now if you stop and think about it, how sedentary our lifestyle is. Like once upon a time, working out was something that most people in society didn't regularly do because most people did a job that required them to go into a coal mine and they're swinging a sledgehammer or they're using tools all day long or they're, they're taking hay and they're bailing it up. If that's even the right term, you would know. You're from the country. Bailing hay is right. Bailing hay. <laughs> and, uh, and they would just do work that, that required their body being moved around and being outside and getting vitamin D. And now you can go... You can live your entire life and we sit behind computers and I don't, I'm not required to do anything. I could sit on the couch and do my job all day long. And so it's, it's a different time 
that I think is part of the reason why, as a country, America is the most overweight nation on the planet. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. There are more people who die from uh, issues related to obesity than from starvation. That's crazy. So I, I, as a culture, we're not really winning on this. And really, again, it happens on both sides where you, you go to either extreme, where we're either winning, we're not winning in, in terms of like health. And then oftentimes we're not winning in terms of idolizing how we look and what we look like. But at the end of the day, God calls us to steward it, not for the approval of other people, but because our bodies on loan, we were bought with a price, First Corinthians says, and everything about you is something that God has given and called you to steward. This is such a tricky and vulnerable topic for a lot of people. And I don't just mean girls. There are men who are struggling thinking, if I would look different, things would go different for me. Totally. And what's interesting about what you just said, David, is that culture is feeding so many things into this is pretty, this is not, no, this is pretty, this is not. But I want to hear you talk a little bit about... um, the person who might look one way and still be unfaithful in how they're treating their body versus a person who's being faithful and might look a different way. Does that question make sense? Totally. Yeah, I think you're saying, hey, looks are deceiving. Yeah. So somebody could look really thin and they're not suiting the body well. Somebody could look uh, like um, more, uh, every term I feel like is so sensitive, overweight or... Uh, Big boned, yeah, and um, and Curvier. they are. They're, yeah. they're eating well. They're stewarding well. They're trying to honor God, and God just has given us all different things, and we're all made differently. We're all made in the image of God, but we're all different in terms of our metabolism, in terms of our height, in terms of of just um, our energy levels. And so the responsibility it does come back again to the heart issue. And don't deceive yourself just because you're listening to this and you're thinner, and no one would come up to you and be like, "Hey, man." Uh, it feels like you're not really honoring God with your fruit. No one would ever do that because you may have a six pack right now, but you're still not honoring God with the decisions you make. You smoke enough cigarettes, you're going to have enough nicotine flowing through your system. My guess is you're going to uh, stay relatively trim or, or that may not always be the case, but that's another manifestation of you're not honoring your God by the decision you're making to inject something in that is um, not allowing you to live life and with the perspective that, hey, I want to live as many days as God allows me to and honor him and the decisions that I have and honor him with the life that I have. Yeah. So how would you tell someone to switch the focus? Because I think what what we do is we look at food as comfort instead of worship. Like this is an act of worship in the Old Testament times. Here's this would be breaking bread together mm-hmm. and celebrating Jesus's life, death and resurrection. Or now food is control. Like I can control this area of my life when everything else is out of control instead of um, this is fuel necessary for me to live. How would you tell someone to switch the focus from, okay, body positivity, everything is outward appearance, either love yourself or get really fit and go on these nutrition challenges and become an influencer for workout stuff. Like, how would you say switch the focus practically from everything outward to this is what God intended food for? I think it's not like something you flip a switch automatically. I think it's a tension you manage for the rest of your life. I'm just going like, hey, am I honoring God with my body? And that means how much I'm sleeping, how much I'm resting, what I'm eating, how am I exercising? And um, just being thoughtful and asking yourself regularly those questions. I mean- That's good, yeah. Yeah, I think that we are constantly looking to 
prioritize the things of God before ourselves and not the things of man. Like I have to constantly just think, why am I doing what I'm doing? And so like, if I'm going to get a drink at a restaurant, why am I doing it? It's because everyone else is getting a drink. It's because I want to mm-hmm. be like everyone else. Is it because I want to enjoy God's gift? Can I enjoy it moderation? Does it have control over me? Like it, there's wisdom in discerning and making decisions for what you drink, what you eat, how much you work out, how little you work out, like everything. Once you are beginning to put on Christ, you want to do what the Holy Spirit is guiding you to do and what God's word would guide you to do. And man, I, for me, my biggest conviction is like, I see my life on mission and I see my life as a, as something that God wants to steward to bring glory to his name. Therefore, like I want to be as healthy as I can be to steward my life for the glory of God and for the sake of others, for the cause of Christ. And so, man, I don't want to be out of the game in my late forties because I made poor choices in my twenties. Yeah. Like I want to make the right choices now to set me up for longevity in ministry that it it keeps me energized. It keeps me focused. It keeps me sharp witted. I want to study God's word because I can be attentive and I can focus and anything that can prohibit that from happening. I want to put to death. And that could even come down to like how much you intake Netflix, you know, like it's not just food. Like totally, if I'm watching hours of Netflix, then reading my Bible for 15 minutes a day, that's going to have an influence on my, you know, my spiritual walk with the Lord in years to come. And so like, how are you using your twenties, your young adult years to set you up for, you got to think about how your decisions now are impacting you in your forties, your fifties, your sixties. You're going to be a parent one day. Yeah. Will you be able to pick up your kids and walk them up the stairs? Like there's things that like your decisions you're making now are just not about you and for you. Totally. And to your point, you're stewarding everything, not just your body, your time, your life, your twenties, all of it. And ultimately you're going to give an account. We're all going to give an account to God. So is it a sin to be overweight or to be fat? Do you guys know the Bible actually uses the term fat to describe somebody? Which feels like- What's his name? Jeth- no, it's like- uh, Jethro? Is it in no. like oh, yeah, Judges like, or the Kings? It it's in Judges. It's when the, the knife gets sucked into his belly? That's right. That's oh exactly it. Oh my God. The guy was so big. Man, what's I think name? I literally, never mind. It's like Ehud or something. Yes, yes. It's Ehud. No, Ehud killed him. Oh, yeah. It was King Eglon in Judges chapter three. And Ehud goes in there and he puts a, a sword and it was so big. It's <laughs> crazy. Verse 22 of chapter three. And the hilt, which went after the blade. So he puts this, he stabs the king who was a bad king. And the fat closed over the blade for he did not know how to pull out the sword out of his belly. And it even gets worse from there. But um, which it just surprised me to think of, man, it feels like kind of a shocking term that it would describe someone that way. So clearly the brother was overweight. But point being, is it a sin to be fat or is it a sin to be overweight? That's such a moving target. And and depending to your point, JD, if you said this before we started recording or after, like it's even subjective. Like somebody could look at you or me or any of us and be like, man, you're overweight. And then someone else uh, who uh, was, who weighed more, you know, even significantly more would go, oh man, you're so thin. It's such a relative term, which means it comes down to the heart and how are you stewarding and how are you being someone who sees everything that I eat, everything that I do, every moment that I have is called to be stewarded for God's glory. And I'm called to steward this one life and one body and one mind and one self that I have. So how am I doing that right now? Just had a thought. Yeah. Also, you cannot let your bodies change. Like you could be so fit right now. And one day, like your body is going to start to 
get old. Totally. And the things that were it's once real. muscle are going to be saggy. Totally. And it's it's going to change no matter what. And no, and eventually one day, you won't even be able to like work out like you do right now because your body's changing. And so here's where I see a lot of people's problems is they make something changing like true of them. Like it's like who they are. It's like their identity. So like, for example, in high school, like my senior year, I was, um, I, I got, I gained a lot of weight and that because I made that my identity, like I am overweight, I'm, I'm ugly. Uh, people make fun of me for my weight. My clothes don't fit anymore. I begin to let those things change me. And even today, though I've lost weight because of that identity issue I formed, because I made that who I was, I still fight Though I look outwardly different, I still feel like that guy inside. Yeah. And so to what you're saying is it's all a matter of what's inside the heart because there are so many people that have gotten shredded after once being overweight. Totally. And they're still walking in so much insecurity and seeing themselves the way they once were, no matter – like the physical changed. And and so it's like the physical wasn't necessarily like the problem. Yeah. It was why they do what they do and who they do it for that was creating something unhealthy in them. And that's what I, I feel like that's like fleshing out a little more of what you're saying about why. So if you're because I'm thinking about the one person, like the, the person right now who's like, well, I can't work out because of this chronic injury mm-hmm. I have. So there goes that. Yep. Um, I eat healthy. I eat so healthy. You should see my diet. I have a nutritionist and all of this stuff. And then it's like, and I'm still what society would classify as overweight. What now? And to that person, are they in sin because their body is what people would say is overweight? Yeah, I think, again, it comes down to the heart. Like if they're going, hey, I want to steward this because it's God. It's God's body and it's God honoring to steward it in a way that honors him. And so it really does come down to the heart. And there's going to be times where, man, you got a broken ACL. You're laid up. You can't do anything but you still having that mindset of, man, I'm going to honor God with how I use my body. I think um, even more prevalent than that is probably the air for our for those listening to this on the other side. There's probably air on both sides, but I think we err on the side of body image and over-exercising and exercising for the approval of people. And, totally. and even mm-hmm. the workout machines and things that people do are like so not functional. They're like that's not even go there. And right workout now. plans are called beach body. Like it's literally focused not on faithfulness, totally. on look like this. Yes, that's LGN. Exactly right. And I, here's a hot take. I think <laughs> there's many, uh, well, I don't know if I would say this is going to insult. There is a lot more body image for guys than probably we talk about. Generally, when people talk about that, oh. they run right to girls. And I think there's equally, well, maybe not equally as much because statistically, um, so much. But there's a lot. So much. It's every guy I talk to. Like it has some effect on them. Even the, you would like think when you sit down with someone that's like, whoa, you're like, my dude's jacked. Like you're like busting through that shirt. You talk to them. They're just a 10 year old little girl inside screaming to get totally, out. Man. Riddled with insecurities. Yeah. And like there's, and it's, it's so sad. Most of the time you don't hear, yeah, I'm this way because I want to honor God with my body, my life and steward it for the glory of God and the sake of others. You hear, yeah, everyone kind of comments on that. And like, I just love working out. And then you get down to the root of it and they're like, I have to maintain this because this is what everyone comments on. Mm-hmm. Totally. And they're like, I, and so I got to continue to get better. And the more I get, the more fit I get, the more affirmation I get. And then it's like, 
And what if I was, what if this all went away? Mm-hmm. Would people still affirm me? Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, is it, and they're, they're struggling with is who I am despite how I look yep. enough for people? Or is that what people want to be around? Gosh, I, I almost think we should change the question to instead of does being overweight, like, is that a sin? To is my lifestyle or image correlated to faithfulness? Yeah, am I honoring God? That's, just, that's, that's, yeah. that's what we're doing. Okay, yeah. I do. I think it would be a miss. Two things. One, for anyone listening to this who is overweight right now, I don't care if you're skinny or overweight. If you have lived in sin in this area of your life, there is literally no shame. If you have trusted Jesus for salvation, am I right, David, or am I right? Then there is no shame for you. So you are not defined by your sin. So just want to get that out of the way, just because again, this can be really, really sensitive. You are valuable and you are not defined by that. But I want to hear from you, David, the amount of care that went into um, taking care of the temple in the Old Testament versus right now, we are called to be temples of the Holy Spirit Yeah, if we're believers. So talk a little bit about even just the detailed care that went into caring for a temple then and now. Yeah, it's a good analogy, Laura, a good connection. I don't even know that we would have enough time because it was so intricate in all the different ways that... that there's um, books for it. Yeah, there's books for it and the different rooms and the different places and the different... Um, priorities and the walls were to be made of certain uh, fabrics and gold and just all the detail that God was in. And today, to your point, he's not saying I dwell in some place. I dwell in you, that you walk. And when you walk on ground, it's holy ground because the spirit of God lives in you. Mm. And so that same idea of the care that God had for that temple is not even close to the care that he has for you, for me, for anybody listening. And now we, as the temple, 1 Corinthians 6 said, are to steward it to honor God. And that comes down again to the heart. And how am I honoring God with the decision I make? When I work out, do I see it as something that, man, I just want to get bigger biceps so that people look at me and go, that dude has big biceps. Or am I exercising so that I can be healthy, so that I can live life, have energy and honor God for as many days as he gives me? And um, and I think that's a question that every person is relevant, no matter your weight, no matter your height, no matter your build, every question or every person, that's a question that you need to be asking yourself. Am I honoring God with how I eat, with the decisions I make. And um, and at the same time, he doesn't call us to just always eat celery. And Ecclesiastes, it talks about how you and I are to enjoy food, drink, life, gifts from God that he's given us. And Blue so bell. That'll preach. Blue bell. You knocked it earlier. <laughs> it would be in there if, if it was around back then. But Velvet taco. Man, the world without Blue Bell, how, how rough would that be? Blue but, hell. Hopefully, oh. wherever you're... <laughs> wow, there it is. Every Texan is about to DM you, JD. And- Dude, that's great, man. That was quick. Thank you. Um, on one today. So I think we could wrap up there unless you guys have something else of like, you're called to steward your body. How are you stewarding your body? Yeah, I would say I'll just confess. Like I've let... I would say I lean on the side of um, I constantly feel like I'm not enough when it comes to body image. Hmm. And I, I have never been to maybe since eighth grade have ever looked at myself and been like you're there and it's a constant thing in the back of my mind and i so i i try to work out most days and i'm in there and i and the motive thing is really hard for me it's like of course when i'm walking in the spirit and i've been in my bible and i've been praying like every good christian i'm like yeah this is for the glory of god because i want i want a life of purpose and like longevity but I would say more times than I'd like to admit, it's like because I want when people look at me to respect me and I want people to see me as masculine and I want people to 
see me, I, I compare myself to other men in Dallas, uh, especially the fast paced culture and like the, in the workout culture here. And even watermark, honestly, like we have a so, gym here and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta hop on. And so I just want to say like, for anyone listening, I think this is something that we don't talk about enough and we should, and like, you're not alone. And the search for proper motives is like, it's just a good reminder for all of us. Here's, here's a, I think you're right, JD. And I think that that hits, I know in my life, I know everybody listening, I, I bet can really relate to that or most people can. Mm-hmm. Like I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, would, um, would most people work out if it meant that they were healthier and had greater longevity, but they got fatter or more of a weight? Mm-hmm. Or like whatever, like imagine a world where that was the case where it's like, hey, this will help you live longer and your heart be healthier and your body be healthier, but you will be less aesthetically pre- pleasing. Would you do it? And my guess is the number of people that are like, man, I hit the gym all the time would dramatically go down if they knew right. that was going to be the case, which exposes yeah, like, vanity. There's a, there's a lot of dual motives going on, which is why I don't think it's a question that ever goes away. And the question of like, who's this for? And am I honoring God with my body? And am I entering with the decisions I make as it relates to stewarding? And then and the last thing I'd say, when I was at a point in my life, um, actually it was after my, my dad died and I, I ate really, really bad and I didn't get out of bed. Hmm. It was that way for a long time and I got to about 20 to 30 pounds overweight. I, it, according to like what was just healthy for my size and me and uh, my friends accountability in my life. And someone just kind of woke me up and was like, hey, you know that you're, you're, you're gaining weight pretty rapidly. And I... I remember feeling, I looking at myself that first day mm-hmm. after a workout and being like, there's no way I can do this. Um, like, there's no way I can do this. It's too far. I'm too far gone. Hmm. And I would say that's true of so many sins in our life. Like so many things in our life, we can look at it and be like, that mountain seems too high. So yeah. true. And it just comes down to a daily choice. That's right. Like I got up one day and I just started it's and really I started good. making choices and like none of you are are stuck on either end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like you're not stuck and there is a life towards health and freedom offered in Christ. And on that note, since we didn't say it, if you are the person who's been um, disordered eating or you have an eating disorder, you haven't labeled it that, or you've been restricting food, eating 800 calories a day, that's real. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you there, I'm talking to you, we're talking to you. Um, same, you can start making healthy choices and you can look at yourself in the mirror and recognize that the weight that you're putting on, you might not see as healthy, but surround yourself with godly community because they're going to help you see that it is. Yeah. Let's go, man. I love it. That's all I got. Anything else you guys have? That's it. Hey, let's give something away, man. Yeah. Um, If you tag, I can't remember how we did it. If you will tag us on Instagram. Yeah. You go screenshot your your review. review. On iTunes and in, in wherever you, wherever you reviewed. Yeah. And then, or if you listened. And then post on your Instagram story and tag the porch. And you will be entered we'll to DM win some you. swag. Let's go. Hey, we love you guys. We'll see you next week on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at the Porch.